Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk, and I'm here with Sun Hollow. Hey, what's up? Yeah, this is actually a super requested interview, so this is awesome. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you were born in Netherlands, right? Yeah, have you ever been? Yeah, when I was super young with my parents. <laughs> Where yeah. in Netherlands? I grew up in a, in a place called Zoetermeer. It's like the, the, the most not cool place in Holland. Oh. It's like, it officially, it officially has the ugliest bridge in Holland. <laughs> It's called the Nelson Mandela Bridge. Yeah. And if he would see that bridge, he would, he would, die again. I guess. Like it's, it's it's terrible. I'll I'll, I'll send you a picture of the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll put it here for you guys to see. <laughs> but but I do love that city so much because it's so, it's so typically Dutch and so, not cool. Yeah. That's a beauty in it. That's, a, it's like a complete <laughs> opposite world of LA. Oh my God. Were yeah. your parents born there as well? Um. I was born there. Yeah. Um, my dad was born somewhere else, I think. I'm not sure actually where my, where my parents were born. They were born in Holland, but I don't know the city. Yeah. Which I should know, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> and early on, you were like super into like studying already, right? Studying? Uh, like uh, homework and stuff. Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably interviews you read. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that's why I started playing guitar when I was uh, like 13 years old. Why are you so obsessed with homework? <laughs> yeah, I was just, I really wanted to do well. And I had no hobbies or no, no fun. So my mom said, son, go, go, so, go do something you love. And so I started playing guitar and like everything changed. Yeah. From that, from that moment. Do you remember early on like which subjects you really liked that you were obsessed with? I liked the subjects that I was good in, like languages and stuff. Oh. Like uh, English. Oh, example. that's cool. Yeah. Did your parents push you academically? No, not at all. I was just like, I, I don't know. You I'm just had like that drive in I you. was this stressful kid that just wanted to do well. And if I didn't, like, if, if I would get homework, I would be like, okay, I want to do this right now so I can chill out. Oh, you wow. Know? It's, it's terrible. And I'm still a little bit like that. It's like, I want to finish this song because otherwise I'm not going to be able to sleep well. Or like, yeah. You know? But I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm trying to be more in the moment and not think too much about the future. Yeah. Is stuff. it kind of academic in Netherlands? Like people really focus and try really hard in school? I don't know, I think it's the same. Yeah, same. I think it's the same here. I, and there's kids that don't give a fuck and there's kids that do really give a fuck. But both, both of them work, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, my tour manager, Thor, he didn't. He didn't give a fuck about school, but he still graduated and he's still like doing cool stuff. So yeah. it's like, it doesn't really matter. No one's, no one's gonna look at my grades now. You know, no one's gonna be looking. I started guitar and I graduated, but no, no one ever asked me for my <laughs> diploma. You know. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like someone's gonna ask if I go on stage. Can I see your diploma? <laughs> on stage. You like hand in yeah. the certificate. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's it's really about what you what you do with your life and. Yeah. These days with YouTube and like Google and internet and you, know, you can learn so much without going to school yeah um, so I don't know if it's if it's really mm -hmm. necessary still I think it's more for social things cool right yeah oh it's such a deep conversation about <laughs> school and 
What careers are your parents in? Um, my dad is in construction. My mom is in uh, uh, like adm administrative administrative stuff for companies. Yeah. Where yeah. do you think you got a creative side then from? Did you have uh, other relatives who were like musicians? No, I was like kind of the first one in the family to pick up an instrument, and then my brother started brother started drumming. We found out he's a really good drummer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do something with your drumming, bro. <laughs> Go play in a big band. And, yeah, that's my advice to him. Uh -huh. um, do you remember the first CD you bought? CD? Yeah. Yeah, it was a. Uh, do you know that's the Britney Spears song? Uh, <laughs> Like, you drive me crazy. Yeah, it's huge, right? It's yeah. Is that Britney Spears? No, wait. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm in too deep. Oh, somebody. Hit me, baby, wanna hit me. Oh. What song is that again? Hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah. Britney I think Spears. So. Yeah. 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 So that was your first CD about was Britney Spears? <laughs> the first single, like, when I was a really young, like, I think six or seven or something. Um, but then when I really started getting into rock music, my first album I bought was uh, Limb Biscuit, uh, Hot Dog, uh, the Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water. Because, you know, I was just like a kid and yeah. I loved the amount of times Fred Durst said fuck in his song. So. <laughs> and I still really like them. They're yeah. awesome. What kind of music were your parents playing in the house? Oh, my dad used to play Rattle Chili Peppers all the time in the car. Oh. And that became one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And do you know Chili Peppers a little bit? Yeah, they're big. Well, I yeah. don't really listen what kind, to them. What kind of music do you listen to? Um, I started off really listening to like, uh, like Flume. Oh, really? So that's that's your start. That that's your. Yeah, Searle Han, all the YouTube. How old are you? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Majestic Casual. That was a big part. That's that's probably yeah. Because okay, it was cool. just for the internet. Because in Hong Kong, we don't have any of these people, so I found everything from yeah. YouTube. I I feel like. Even though we have a small age difference, mm -hmm. only three years, it really like the year you were born in really decides, or like I don't know how to, how to word that properly in yeah. English, but like it really has an effect on the kind of music you listen to. Yeah. Because I grew up age in the age and location. Did you ever play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two? No. Yeah, that I mean that was like huge. That's, that that game yeah. was so big and the soundtrack. Not popular in Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> not not popular. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> what about the soundtrack? The sound, the, the soundtrack of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, like it's the entire track list of that game is amazing. It's got like yeah, Race Against the Machine, it's got all kinds of punk bands. It's just, it's everyone played that game from my age, like some, and everyone started skateboarding and everyone started listening to those bands, and I think it kind of gradually, yeah, that's like like you should. I think there's a huge. The games we played, the, the TV shows we watched when we were young have a huge impact on the music we listen to. Yeah. yeah. And when you were younger, you were in like six to eight bands or something, right? Like indie bands? Yeah, I was, I was in bands yeah, and they all broke up at some point. <laughs> Can you describe the kind of music it was? Yeah, it was just like indie music, uh, kind of weird music. There's, I, I, my previous project before Sound Hollow was Kasi Lo-Fi. It's C-A- S I L O F I, Casi yeah. Lofi. And I'm, that was kind of my first experience with recording music. Like if you if you go check out that project you'll you'll see my entire learning process of oh, wow. to record music and I made these little cool videos on YouTube. They have like two thousand two thousand plays, so yeah. go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> was the band scene popular in Netherlands or why did you even want to join a band compared to being like a solo artist? Because 
you know, the Chili Peppers and stuff, mm. and the bands I grew up listening to. And there's nothing more beautiful than playing music with four or five or six people and like being in the same vibe and feeding off of each other's energy. Yeah. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing like it. And you notice it when, you, when I talk to DJs or producers that have never done that before, you notice mm -hmm. that, that they... And you also notice the ones that did actually play in a band. It's like a different kind of way of music. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. But the ones that, I, that have played in bands before, it's, it's easier to talk about music and the way things flow and things mm -hmm. like grooves and, and beats and yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. But there's no right or wrong. I know mm -hmm. people that have never played in bands and never touched an instrument and are amazing producers. Mm -hmm. so, what are your parents' personalities like? Um, I think my, per my personality might be my mom's, like kind of stressed, uh, <laughs> very... Wow. My, I think my mom's very sweet, so I hope I'm sweet as well. <laughs> but um, stressed, um, but still loving. Uh, my dad is, you know, also loving, but different. Just more of a dad, you know, mm -hmm. like more distant. I think I think that's a that's a relationship lots of kids have with their parents. Like your dad is kind of the dad, more distant, but mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom is the the person you go to whenever you feel bad or or when your girl broke up with you or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Know? Have they always been supportive of music from the onset? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they were like, I was like, mom, I want to do music. She was like. Yeah, go go for it. Wow. And my teachers at school were like, "Oh, there's not money in music, and you gotta you gotta have a backup yeah. plan." I never had a backup plan, and it worked yeah. out. So you never considered like studying music. Oh, sorry, studying English because <laughs> you're good at English and languages. I never considered studying English. No. Yeah. I was. I, w I knew it was going to be something in music. After you finished high school, you went to Rotterdam Conservatory, right? Yeah, you did your homework. <laughs> You've been reading about me. <laughs> and why did you decide to study guitar there? Because um, I wanted to do something that would enable me to play music all day mm -hmm. as an official study, you know what yeah. I mean? Basically what I did for four years, whoa, <laughs> gonna get run over. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it would be a good interview oh my if God. that would have happened. Clickbait, I could have made that clickbait, guys. <laughs> Basically, the Rotterdam Conserv Conservatory, or I just call it music, music yeah. enabled me to play music for four years and graduate and get a diploma. But, you know, it was all about making music, playing in bands, learning music th theory, um, having vocal lessons and piano lessons and guitar lessons and even drum lessons. and. And the, the, the one thing I learned on that school is what I didn't want to do, mm. you know? So I saw everyone going their own way. Some people would start playing in bands or just being a session musician for other people, you know, and get mm -hmm. paid per show. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted to make something. I wanted to make something for myself and start my own thing. Yeah. yeah. How did you decide on studying guitar though? I mean, you could have studied like other types of production or... Well, I, I started guitar because I, I fell in love with the guitar at an early age. Like mm -hmm. watching Jimi Hendrix or John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers, I was like, wow, this is... It's still the coolest instrument there is, guitar, yeah. come on, you cannot deny it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just the truth. Yeah. Um, 
And at the, at the last couple of years of my study, I snuck into the production classes. Oh. Like secretly. I didn't pay for it extra, but I just snuck in. Yeah. And you know, wrote down everything. And I realized that, you know, I could probably find more information on YouTube and stuff. So I, so I graduated, started, started Googling and never going out, never going on holiday with friends, just producing music. Yeah. And I had a side job as a guitar teacher. Oh, okay. That I did three days a week for seven years. Damn. And I would finish it and then go back home and produce all night. And at some point yeah. I released this remix and then it kind of blew up and uh, what, now I'm here. Yeah. Who were you teaching? Like, was it students or? No, like kids and, and literally kids from five till guys from 55 years mm -hmm. old you know and some were really cool and yeah. some were terrible <laughs> because you're always have, gonna have kids that have to play guitar from their parents yeah. you know because they're like you go do an instrument honey and then you're there with a little kid for five years old <laughs> with, with these hands that can't even touch it <laughs> and then you're trying to play something and it's like, Anyway, it was fun times yeah. though, fun times. Were you living with your parents back then or yeah. did you already find I, your... I lived with my parents till I was about 22 years old. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved out in the same city. And I still live there now, but I'm never home. What's up guys? <laughs> I feel like my, my jacket really fits the trees. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. it's like the same, same colors. Do you ever get cramps in your arm? No, I'm buff now. Oh, shit. Do you want me to hold it? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. This is my workout. <laughs> and then, did you have people around you who were doing, like, music production that you thought you could make it? Like, anyone you looked up to during that time? There was not really a scene where I'm from. Yeah. The scene in Holland was the big room scene, you know, like mm -hmm. Martin Garrix. Uh, back, back when he made, like, really big uh, EDM yeah. big room tracks. So there was not really, like, a melodic bass music scene at all so I I was listening it's all SoundCloud you know SoundCloud yeah guys like point point you know point point yeah like these guys meant a lot to me uh, also in terms of putting out stuff like they released my first track on their compilation three years ago which was called hiding the compilation was called filet mignon mm -hmm. and ever since then it's been like an ongoing journey yeah and early on you started putting out stuff through Bandcamp first, right? Like the paid to, paid to download. <laughs> yeah, Bandcamp days. It's still a thing, right? Bandcamp still exists. I think so, more indie stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Was it still also under Sand Hollow or did you have a different name No, that, that That's the Cassie Lo-Fi oh, project I told you about. Yeah. 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 Go so check out, it's still, so it's still out there. You can download it for free. <laughs> it's so not even on Spotify. <laughs> So San Holo was never on Bandcamp, it went straight to SoundCloud. San Holo went straight to SoundCloud. Yeah. No, it's not true. I used to have like stuff on like early on. I never wanted people to hear the early San Holo stuff because it was so weird. Mm -hmm. So I deleted that off internet. Like some people know about it, but it was really not good yet. Yeah. Uh, but San Holo, yeah, started as a joke. Mm -hmm. I was making beats with friends. Like hip-hop beats and they were rapping on it and then one of them was like you know Sonder Sonder van Dijk which is my name mm -hmm. it's not a cool artist name dude you need some cooler and then someone said and my brother my bro Damien uh, Damien if you're watching Damien thank you and Damien <laughs> said 
yeah, son, holo, ha ha ha. And we all laughed and then we're like, okay. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, I like it. Yeah. What year was this? It was four years ago, like five years, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Damn. What year are we in now? 2017. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then I uploaded the Miss Jackson remix. Uh, and then the, the, the next episode remix. And it got like a thousand plays on SoundCloud. I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, and then it was a million, and then it was 10 mm -hmm. million. Why do you think early on to remix those classics? Because no one really did a cool remix of it yet. Like, they were all like kind of housey, kind of bad house remixes of them. And I, and I thought I could do a really cool, new sounding remix of it. And no one wanted to remix it because. It's kind of classics. They're like classics, and yeah, that's why I called the project "Don't Don't Touch the Classics" because no one really. Because I was like, I'm gonna remix that song, and they were like, Oh, that's a classic. I don't know if you should. Yeah. Oh, I did. Did um, vlogs already start picking it up? I think Hype Machine <laughs> was really early with picking up the the the, the Dre remix, which is why it blew up. Uh, did you like send your stuff out there oh, initially? Oh no, I had no market? idea. Oh, you just put up stuff and they randomly found you. I think back then, I I released those remixes and they were getting hype. And back then that was still possible. But now because of the SoundCloud, it's so saturated. Mm -hmm. Like every 16-year-old makes music now. You know, <laughs> they yeah. used to ask they used to ask their parents for a guitar, but now they ask for Ableton and a, and a laptop. You know, yeah. it's it's really true. And and um, so you, so. These kids need new ways of getting their music out there. Yeah. How did you meet the Monster Cat people initially? Um, Monster Cat... Well, around that time when I, when I put out this remix, I started working with my manager, Booty. Yeah. And he, he was close with Monster Cat at some point. He worked there for a little bit. And then he, he sent them my music. And they really liked it. And yeah. Then, and I did two EPs with them. They were great people. Mm -hmm. Did you start like ghost producing from other people at the beginning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many years ago was that? Around six, six years ago. Oh, so before you even started? No, no, right before I San Jose oh. started. I think five, six years ago. Yeah. And I did some remixes and I was like, wow, these remixes are getting good plays. Why don't I just do something for myself? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the ghost producing was a weird world. It's 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 very I remember the first remix I put out as a for someone else I thought it would be a collaboration but it mm. wasn't like my name wasn't on there and it was like oh yeah actually about that since you didn't really have people around you who are musicians you were able to figure stuff out like pretty pretty quickly right I I had some some good people helping me out with contracts though like some people I played in bands with uh, but but yeah I was kind of learning from trial and error, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long has <laughs> Bitbird been around now? Bitbird? Oh, yeah. Bitbird was also like, I started that with, when I started San Holo because I wanted to have this own platform. Because like I said, there was not really a, a melodic bass music scene in terms of trap. And like, they call it future bass now. Yeah. Which I don't think is a good title anymore. But um, there was nothing like that in terms of a label. So I was like, let's start a label. And then me and my homie Thor did a, uh, who did all the, who does all the artwork yeah. for me. 
You actually met him a long time ago, right? When you were like 14 and We were bands. playing in high school bands, yeah. yeah. I met him a long time ago. We were like like childhood friends, I could say. Yeah. yeah. How Best friends, yeah. definitely. How did you even know like how to start like a record label? I didn't know. It was just like a SoundCloud platform at first yeah. where we supported friends. Like yeah. this guy Duskus from, from the UK, he was putting out amazing stuff and had no platform to do it on. So we started Bitbird and we posted on Bitbird. I would repost it on San Holo yeah. and on some other pages. And then we kind of started getting a name, like putting their names out. And yeah. Yeah. Did he come up with a name or did you come up with a... No, Bitbird is my, was originally also a side project of mine. Mm. Of like, like a producer project. Yeah. And I decided to turn it into a label. And then my friend Thor did the logo. And then along the, along the way, we found out that we should distribute stuff to Spotify and all that stuff. And now we have an entire team working for us. Yeah. Which is great. What is it like to see it like grow like that? It's kind of surreal. Yeah. But also because you're working on it all the time, it's kind of a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, if I would snap back one year and then snap forward one year, it would be like, wow, overwhelming. But you're working on it every day. So it, so it rises every day yeah <laughs> it grows every day so mm -hmm. it's like it's like, it's like yeah. when you lose weight <laughs> every day you lose a little bit of weight and at some point you realize oh i they give I you the before and after yeah, picture yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> before and after yeah it's like that same for some love that <laughs> yeah it's not like suddenly like oh wow we're big now it's like you work it's a long journey yeah <laughs> i'm gonna cough for a second okay okay <laughs> I've been having this cuff for like a week. Oh wow. It's this cuff that it doesn't warn you before, it just like starts right away. Like oh, like more like dry, like. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Maybe it's the air in Yeah. America. And how do you like focus your time between like being touring and Bitbird? Oh, it's not easy. It's uh, it's all kind of this, for me it's all the same thing. I, I tour, I meet people, I listen to their music. And we're like, want to work together on the label, and it's like a... I don't really see it as San Holo, Bitbird, personal time, it's all one thing. It, it's hard to manage the time, but like, I have to make time to listen to demos, and I have to make time to um, work on Bitbird. Yeah. I don't know, it's not a really good answer, because I don't really know how to word it well. Because mm -hmm. I'm from Holland, and you're from... Oh, you, <laughs> oh, your English is really good. <laughs> I sometimes struggle with finding the right words. Yeah, I'm the same. But I think the answer to that question should be, it's really hard to manage the time. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm managing it. Yeah. And you've only been home for like 10 days or something over the past <coughs> few years, right? You're like barely home. Uh, yeah. I'm not home a lot. Which is, which is sad sometimes because at some point there's this distance between the people at home, like your friends, your family, girlfriends. Girlfriend. Yeah, I was going to say that's a plural. <laughs> yeah, I meant to say girlfriend. <laughs> Does she live there now or fuck? Uh, it's a it's very complicated. <laughs> it's like very complicated. Yeah. Like, all those things, you know, it's it's uh, because you're traveling all the time, it's so hard for them to relate to you, mm. but also so hard for me to relate to them. Yeah. My mom just called me right before the interview if she could get, if her friend could get discount on a Bitbird shirt. 
And I was like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, mom. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll just... kill the discount. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a weird life, but it's very inspiring and I wouldn't want to miss yeah. it, for sure. Would you say year by year you're adapting to it, or is it still kind of foreign to you and difficult for oh. you? I'm adapting to it, for sure. Mm -hmm. But people around me, especially people that are close, it's hard, it's hard for them. <coughs> See, that's like, again. <laughs> <coughs> it's hard for them to adapt to it. Uh, because I used to be this kid who was at home all the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even go out or like, I was home all the, all the time. Yeah. I used to go to work, which was five minutes away from me, then go back home. And uh, I used to be scared of planes. So this is like a complete well, 180 for yeah. me. But it's cool, like I wouldn't want to, want to miss it, it's inspiring and it's life, and mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, looking back, what would you say were the key moments that got, to, got you where you are now? Started picking up a guitar, mm -hmm. started listening to hip-hop music and producing beats, putting out some remixes, putting out original music, you know, finding your own sound, my yeah. own sound. <coughs> touring my ass off and um, I mean this song from from last couple of years the song Light did a lot for me that, that I released mm -hmm. that was a big song for me yeah and uh, you know people are still singing to it right now like, I, I've actually had a couple of times which is like so surreal to, to walk in LA and hear that song coming out of a car oh. it's crazy um, but you know, those moments were like really important. I think it's that looks like a scary dog. <laughs> but <laughs> but most scary dogs are really nice dogs, by the way. Um, like I said, it's yeah. it's really about working a lot, mm -hmm. like <laughs> locking yourself up in your room and driving yourself crazy because you can't get the mix right. Or yeah, How it's like you have to be obsessed. With, with what you're doing, I think. Mm -hmm. Almost being autistic. And like, and I was like, artistic, autistic, it doesn't, it's like a small difference. Mm -hmm. How would you say your music has changed from the early songs that you made? Mm. Oh, so much. So much. But we'll go back there one day. What's up, man? Film it, film it, film it. People I love about LA. Randomly, people playing music on the street. <laughs> locked out of his girlfriend's house. What? He was locked out of his girlfriend's oh. house, so he's just playing guitar outside. Music industry is a weird thing, and um, I think artists always start off the most pure form they are, with the most where they are in the moment, without thinking about pleasing the radio or without pleasing any other people that need to love your music in order to get somewhere mm -hmm. um, but definitely I've, I've, I've done songs that were based off also on that idea of like light was a song good example I did want to make something that was you know had some parts of my own sound combined with a poppy vocal that my mom could love as well you know mm -hmm. so it's it's an ongoing process yeah. where you, it does really reflect where I, where I am in life. Yeah.
you know how like Chainsmokers was more like SoundCloud? Do you have the pressure to be more into like pop music and like uh, working with more singers, trying to get on the radio, yeah, that well, sort of thing? Well, that's how the music industry works. Yeah. My old stuff is never going to be played on the radio. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's, um, that's a decision you got to make for yourself. Do I, do I want that? Do I, wanna, do I want people in their cars to he hear my song on the radio? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to like make music for that niche of people and play in like a smaller venues? And I think there's a part of me that loves both. Um, I love the small small places and like the really niche beats kind of scene, but I also really love pop music. So I I'm just gonna do it both. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no right or wrong. Like I said, there's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. But the industry is definitely pigeonholing. Yeah, the, the, like, it's undeniable. I can be yeah. like, I can be one of the people saying, "Oh, you can do whatever you want, just follow your heart." And but there's definitely politics involved, and the music industry is actually not about music. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm getting really bitter. I, that's like <laughs> something I do it. that I shouldn't. But like, people that are people are gonna hate me for saying this, but people that say that the music industry is all about music are full of shit. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. It's about having good friends and getting the likes of the people and the Spotify gatekeepers and the... Mm -hmm. it's, it's, oh, I shouldn't talk about this. It's like really... I don't want to... Because I hate it and I love it. Mm -hmm. I, love, I love it and I hate yeah. it. Like I said, there's, like, there's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just the way it is. Yeah. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know. I've changed, I've changed so much. I, I change every tour. Really? When, when I started this tour, I was thinking differently about stuff. Yeah. Like what? What type of thinking has changed? It's um. You just meet so many different people and different cultures. Like I was in Asia for a month, and I realized people in China are listening to my music, and I never knew that. Mm -hmm. like, and I didn't know it because there is no Facebook there, no Twitter, yeah, no Instagram. Yeah, Weibo, WeChat. Yeah, there's WeChat and stuff, which is the, an entire new universe. Yeah. And I, I had no idea. Uh, so it's stuff like that and things about love and about, you know, what love really is. Yeah. What is love to you? <laughs> love has many forms and I think love is something different to everyone. Mm-hmm. And... And I think it's important that you're honest with yourself in finding out what love means to you and what being in love means to you. And if that's really even a thing. Mm -hmm. or, if, or if it's all just Hollywood or California or like <laughs> Californication. Um, I mean, yeah, love is a... There's no fixed definition of love. Yeah. And I think that's the problem... That people think there is one, but there's not. Mm -hmm. Love is whatever you feel like it is. What do you think love is? <laughs> yeah. I'm on the... We're going to do this. You're going to put this in the interview. What do you think love is? Like I think love is meeting someone that you feel like completely comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that like you're just on the same page and like... Yeah. Trying to think. But have you ever been in a relationship like for a yeah. long while? now <laughs> for how long for three years or so okay. yeah and it's not getting old no 
That's awesome. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Well, maybe because I'm traveling so much and, and I'm never yeah. together with someone, with the one you love. That's changed me into thinking, you know, what is, what is love? Because it's, it's really hard when you're not together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, ah, it's too personal to talk about, to be yeah. honest. It's really, it goes really deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one way of looking at love. Yeah. I have a total different view on love. Completely different. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's the only person in your life that you could have that with? Pretty much. I just feel like I'm so like set in the way I am and to like feel like I I'm on the same page with someone. It's so rare. Like if I wasn't with him, I don't even know. I'd probably just <laughs> be alone or something. No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. There are how many people are there in this world? Do you think that guy's the only guy that I mean in your life that guy would be the only one to really get you? It's not. It's just not true. Yeah. It's. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound bitter. It's beautiful. Um, it's just you know. Yeah. I know. It's it's a. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk about it anymore. It's it's. Oh, it's really it's, love is beautiful, but also terrible. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Last question, just because <laughs> my yeah. memory. Yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry for the weird <laughs> the love. <laughs> Talk. I love that though. <laughs> to be honest, I still haven't figured it out. Whether yeah. Maybe it's something that changes in in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, my views on love. No, just kidding. <laughs> do I really want to be remembered? I hope. I hope that my songs. Do you know when you listen to a song and brings mm-hmm. you back to a certain time of your life? That's actually when I was listening to um, I Miss You Again. Oh, really? Because that was, because when I interviewed you two years ago, that was the song that I kept playing. Oh, really? Yeah. And now even looking back, I was thinking about all my memories that I had yeah. with that song well, when I first listened to it. Then my work is complete, because that's, to me, that's one of the most beautiful things. Like listening to a song and taking you back to a specific moment in your life, you know, that you met a specific that girl or you went on holiday with your family or you went to a festival that you'll never forget you know or that you were heartbroken you know something in your life that meant a big deal to you that you relate to a song yeah that's beautiful Mm -hmm. that's that's what i want yeah thank you (laughs) bye guys bye